0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 21, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Coming up on today's show... Oh, my God, we've got some things to talk about. Well, first of all, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here. We are tantalizingly close to a verdict in the Paul Manafort trial in Virginia. So hopefully that won't happen like three seconds after we finish the show today. Hopefully we'll get some news. If we get any news today, it better happen during the show. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and Michael Cohen is reportedly working on a plea deal as we speak. Says who? I say that, and everyone else is saying that, so it appears to be happening. Oh, and Captain America. I just got to toot my own horn here for a second. Captain America Chris Evans referred to Trump as Biff on Twitter the other day. Ladies and gentlemen, my work is done here. <laughs> I just love that so much. Okay, today we're brought to you by Body On Demand, even though I'm 47 years old now. I've added, I swear to God, I've added five pounds of lean muscle mass since discovering Beachbody On Demand months ago. Guys, seriously, try the Lift 4 workout. It's L-I-I-F-T. Two eyes in there. Lift 4 with uh, trainer Joel Freeman. You won't regret it. And let me know your progress so I can share it here. Uh, Share it with me on Twitter if you can. Beachbody On Demand is the online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized for you. And because abs are made in the kitchen, Beachbody On Demand offers nutritional guidance. This is what I need more than anything else. What do I I eat, goddammit? And it's convenient. You never have to go to a gym or schedule any classes or anything like that. Uh, Beachbody on demand is accessible on any internet-connected computer, phone, tablet, or TV, so you can use it even when you travel. There's a program for every fitness level, and workouts range from cardio to weights, yoga, low-impact, even dance, 600 different workouts that you can sort by type, or choose a favorite trainer. Best of all, it's so affordable. A free trial gets you all 600 workouts and, and, and all their nutrition info too. But you'll want to keep going with a subscription that's cheaper than a gym membership. At least sign up for that total access free trial, but you have to text the code BOBC to 303030 to get it. No spaces, just just text BOBC to 303030 to get Beachbody On Demand. And now, let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Zeska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com.
2: Breaking news. The FBI today raided the offices of President Trump's longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, seizing records. No. There is nothing he could do, go with me, go with you, says who, Trump just has to face it this time, he's through, he's really through, Trump's really through, come
1: Today's Rachel Maddow Show award for headline excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. It is the uh, Trump Crisis Day five seventy nine, and you know what? I've noticed other people, important people, are calling this a crisis. So I feel a little vindicated. 77 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy. God damn According it. According to Shouty McShoutface, Malcolm Nance. Oh, my God. Oh, look, right over there, it is uh, TV's Buzz Burbank. Bob, it's good to
0: be back. Uh, yeah, we're just a couple of angry Democratic thugs here to ruin American lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You goddamn so thug, you. We're ready to go. And I must be i must be one of the important people, because yeah. I, too, agree that it's a crisis.
1: Yeah, it is a crisis. I, you know what? I heard, uh, in fact, John Brennan, I think, referred to it as a crisis on Rachel Maddow's show Friday night, mm-hmm. and I was yeah, so it, yeah. so relieved to see that, because uh, since day one, since uh, Trump crisis day one, which was, uh, what was it, November 9th, 2016, right? I've been saying that this is a crisis, and it actually is. This is an ongoing, this is like one of those breaking news stories, like 9-11, Or like an assassination attempt or something like that, except that it is dragged out over this now, what, 579 days.
0: Right, yeah, Eleven nine. you know, uh, uh, November 9th, uh, 2016,
1: a day that will live in infamy. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, before we dig into everything going on today, I have a few corrections. Believe it or not, I have corrections from Thursday's show. Uh, And not any of the political stuff, Buzz. Uh, We spent about 20 minutes with T-Rex David Ferguson on Thursday's show, memorializing Aretha Franklin, who died that morning. And we got a few things wrong. A few bits of Aretha Franklin trivia we missed on on Thursday's show. So courtesy of DJ Blacknificent on Twitter, that's a, Uh a, a real person. Respect was not released in 1971. Uh, Natural Woman wasn't released in the seventies. Uh-huh. It was released, I believe, in—I'm well, not even going to say what year it was released because then I might have to correct the corrections. <laughs> uh, Clive Davis was not her damned uncle. That's—that's that's actually that's the actual wording uh-huh. from DJ Blacknificent. And her mother did not sing background. So that is our series of corrections from Thursday's show. Thank you very much. It just,
0: it's just—it's just fake news with you, isn't it? <laughs>
1: I know, that's it, just fake news. This is what happens, this is why I never report on sports. (laughs) I know, I know, I always get that wrong. It's like, uh, the Orioles, American League, or National League? Duh.
0: I tell you what we're not going to do today, we're not taking any questions from Brett Kavanaugh, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, man, he doesn't hold back, does he?
1: Well, you know, I I get the sense uh, with Kavanaugh that... The chances of him getting confirmed seem to be dwindling by the day, and I'm not saying oh, that casually. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really getting into that as a matter of well. Well, I hope it's not a matter of hope. I think this is a matter of looking at the tea leaves that are on the table right now. Really? Yeah, because hmm. this this whole bit with perjury, I think, will carry some weight. Well,
0: but the Republicans in Congress have already shown that's not an issue with them.
1: Uh,
2: that, uh, they, they, they,
0: they don't object to it in their president. Why should they object to it in a Supreme Court nominee? Seriously. I mean, the, the, listen, this is the dream nominee for them and the dream nominee for Trump. Yeah. And and uh, Republicans support and they control Congress right now. For this guy is widespread. I hope you're right. I know that there is a resistance. I encourage that resistance to go forward. I, I will hope and pray for its success. But uh, I, I just am not terribly confident. I, 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 there's certainly there's reason not to confirm uh, no. Brett Kavanaugh. Those reasons are very clear, uh, and they are widespread. You know, from the the from the the questions, from his change of position on executive powers, which is why Trump wants him in there, uh, to uh, to his involvement in torture, uh, to his perjury before the Senate Judiciary Committee in the past. Oh, there are lots of good reasons for not not confirming this guy. I I just don't know if reason is enough for this Congress.
1: Well, you know what? This is a matter of going beyond just what Mitch McConnell did to Merrick Garland. What the Republican are basically doing is giving the Democrats a legitimate reason I mean I, we all know that of course the Merrick Garland thing is a legitimate reason to to uh, see what we can do as, as best as we can do to obstruct this confirmation but well, that, the, should, that that's yeah that's a that's a good motivator but uh, there are
0: reasons for not confirming this this guy in particular
1: yeah and this is one of them i really believe that the withholding of these documents remember 98.4 percent of kavanaugh's record is being withheld by right. the senate republicans i mean remember right. we're talking about the senate here things tend to be just a little more serious in the Senate than they normally are in the House. So I think. Used to be, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think when you go and you lie before a Senate committee, it just carries a lot more weight than lying to Devin Nunes or Devin Nunes pulling some shenanigans over on the House side. I think this is something that is a lot more serious. And I think some Republican senators, especially the ones who are on the fence when it comes to Donald Trump. And I think there are many more than what we've heard of. hope but the, so. Yeah. But I think those senators will back away from Kavanaugh, finding out that this guy misled senators in his previous confirmation hearing, which was back in the uh, the 2000s. I think it was 2004. Yeah. Or uh, uh,
0: again, I don't know if that's taken as seriously. And that's a mm-hmm. rock. Well, you described that, that perjury is a rock that Democrats have to push up the hill. Yeah. And the problem is Republicans are laying on top of that rock. Yeah. I, I don't I, I, I'm just not that confident. I'm not normally the glass half-empty guy, but uh, this guy is their dream candidate for things like abortion and immigration and uh, all the – this guy is – Beyond conservative, right. uh, he is uh, there. There's not going to be another one like him come along, and and they've known that. Uh, Republicans themselves have said that about Kavanaugh from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Is this is man? We're never going to get a chance like this again. Yeah. Uh, well, so then I just don't see them letting go of it easily. Even those swing votes in in Murkowski, uh, uh, there. You know, they, even they are saying, you know, I just I'm not hearing uh, the passion. I think Murkowski mm-hmm. said, I'm not hearing the passion from voters about. this this that I heard uh, an abortion that I heard about universal health care well maybe that's so I'm not as motivated
1: maybe let's go this far I think he's got a, uh, a a lesser chance than Neil Gorsuch had and of course Neil Gorsuch pretty much sailed on through Kavanaugh seems a lot more rocky right now because I mean again these withheld documents could give us an indication and and confirm whether or not these allegations are true with regard to uh, lying in his previous confirmation hearings right well uh,
0: if they leak perhaps uh, you know again but I just I don't think uh, Republicans are interested in the perjury thing. Yeah. Uh, I think they're more interested in, in uh, confirming a guy they've hoped and dreamed of for a very long time, and giving them the kind of majority on the court they've hoped and dreamed of for a very long time. Yeah. And of course, there are lots of uh, conservatives who could have been chosen for that post, and all of them would have been confirmed by this Congress, by this Senate. But uh, this particular uh, judge, mm-hmm. uh, it, it believes that uh, a president should not be questioned or subpoenaed or indicted, or anything else, while yep. he's very busy doing the hard work of being president. Well, and and so I, it, it, that's why Trump is, uh, you know, that's why Trump chose Kavanaugh. Right, right. Well, don't
1: you know, Buzz? The truth isn't the truth anymore. We're out. Oh, <laughs> We're living in a post-truth era. What a dope. Yeah. The prophetic nature of Stephen Colbert when he first launched that show on Comedy Central so many years ago, like 13 years ago, right? And using a word like "truthiness" to describe conservative uh, media and so on, I think was so goddamn accurate. We're seeing that now. Now Rudy Giuliani is basically institutionalizing truthiness, like, oh yeah, what you see. And of course, Trump and Kellyanne Conway before him have all tried to do this at some point whether it was alternate facts or what you see is not really happening which is something that trump said recently but now yeah oh yeah now rudy's on rudy's on tv telling us that the truth isn't the truth right
0: right and that's been the theme of this administration like you said alternative facts and truth isn't truth and uh, what you're seeing isn't happening and but you know it's funny because Rudy handled this so badly. Yeah, I know. He handles everything badly. Even Trump was able to clean up the mess to mm-hmm. a degree. If you read the explanation that Trump gave to, in a Reuters interview right after Rudy screwed up, I think <laughs> one of the reasons Trump jumped into this Reuters interview uh, excitedly was so that he could say what Rudy should have said yeah. instead of what Rudy actually said. Mm-hmm. Now, even what Trump said was smoke screen but it was it was much stu it was much smoother and and didn't carry the air of stupidity that, yeah. that uh, Giuliani's statement carried. So Trump actually surprised me, I think, in his statement to Reuters, uh, in which he uh, explained that you know, look, if there are two versions of the story, there's mine and the other guys. If they believe the other guys, then I'm guilty of perjury, even if I told the truth. Well, you know, that's BS, but but it's well said as BS goes, yeah. and and certainly much better said. than what Giuliani had to say of course then Trump immediately reverted to being Trump and said of course uh, being the president I could take over the investigation if I wanted to and do it
1: myself <laughs> right yeah. right well I, the other thing about Rudy goes back to something that you've coined uh, many many months ago which is that Rudy Giuliani is Trump's TV lawyer and right. I, credit where credit is due I want to make sure that everyone realizes that that was coined by Mr. Buzz Burbank I uh, think so because yeah. I
0: remember the when the story first broke, it was explained by Trump or somebody in the White House who said, uh, look, uh, you know, his job will be to go on TV and and, uh, argue for the president there, while Emmett Flood, the impeachment expert attorney, (laughs) uh, does the actual work and behind the scenes and all that. So Emmett Flood's back at the White House doing his work. Rudy's on TV, ergo, I decided when I read that report... Rudy is Trump's TV lawyer. That's exactly right. And, and that's how it started. Now, and now everybody uses it. And, and and I'm not saying they stole it from me because sometimes just, you know, minds think alike, whether they're great or not. And uh, the idea spread.
1: Well, they did steal it from you. I am here to declare that this was a theft. So any anytime you hear uh, Rudy Giuliani referred to as Trump's TV lawyer. Credit goes to uh, TV's Buzz Burbank. And, and I invented radio it, May. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then we also have to give credit <laughs> to Rocky Mountain Mike for giving us a Truth is Truth song set to Spandau no, Ballet. The Here the truth. Go. I'm oh, all ears. Okay, the truth. Well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth. Do tell the truth. I, I don't mean to go like.
2: I, no, I it isn't I, truth. Truth isn't truth. <laughs> no, it isn't truth. No. Truth isn't, truth. Truth, isn't <laughs> truth. The president of the United States says, I didn't. Truth isn't truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize I know what? That's, that's the truth. The truth. <laughs> truth Trump truth says, I didn't tell him. And the other guy says that he did say it, which is the truth. Okay, don't, don't do do not this to me. Truth <laughs> truth. At this rate, Trump is going to wind up behind bars with Giuliani
1: visiting him and saying, don't worry, Donald, prison isn't prison.
2: I want the truth! You can't handle
1: the truth! All right, that's wonderful,
0: yeah. man. He does a great job. Yeah, he does. Thank you, Rocky
1: Mountain Rocky Mountain Mike. Mike with Spandau Ballet. And you know what? That song right there, and all the uh, sounds of Rudy Giuliani included with it—that's <laughs> the sound I'm going to hear when I go to hell. That's the loop. It's going to be playing on endless loop in my head in perpetuity as I burn in hell. So will
0: it? Will it really be hell if that's the case? <laughs> there
1: I you don't, go. I don't <laughs> think See, so. See, you found a loophole. All mm-hmm. right, uh, let's talk about Paul Manafort here because what's going going to happen here, Buzz, is that within the next 24 to 48 hours, we're going to have some major breaking news on on Michael Cohen and, before we talk about Michael Cohen, Paul right. Manafort, because it looks yeah. like the jury is is pretty close, and it's, it's taken a little bit of time, and initially I was going, hmm, I hope this isn't bad news, but it turns out this could actually be pretty good for those of us who are seeking tell, the truth,
0: right? Tell tell me, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the truth is, uh, of course, the ultimate goal. But mm-hmm. tell me how this is good news that uh, the jury has told the judge that they can't agree on a single count that's been laid before them. And how do we fill out this questionnaire so we can go home to our families? <laughs> uh, and and that's the that's where this jury is. So I don't think it looks very good. I I hope I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very
1: worried about where this is headed i think that was worded poorly when they said single count i think what they're saying is is they've singled out one count out of the 18 or 19 or whatever it is counts that this is the only one that they're really hung up on the takeaway so far that i've seen yeah yeah, has been that everything else they're they're okay with as far as the other counts against paul manafort there's this one that they've asked crazy judge t.s ellis to uh to take another look at, or to, to, to ask, well, what do we do if we don't if we can't come to a consensus on this one count? And so it may just be that one count indicating that. They basically decided on all the other counts.
0: And- well, I hope that's. I hope this is the case. I hope I have misread that. Uh, and and if it was presented in the way that, that I it appears to have been, then yeah, that was poorly worded. Uh, worded, but but it is uh, common in uh, courthouses to refer to single count to that- a single count. So uh, apparently that's maybe that's what the dispute is about. In that case, that's. That's good news. Right. Uh, I've, I've I've been on a jury before. I've been on a jury that didn't agree <laughs> on a verdict. So, I, uh, I I know what it can be like in there.
1: Uh, judge T S Ellis actually had a response to the jury's question about this right. one this one single count. It's a rare it's a rare audio response too. really you know, count. yeah. Like to hear it.
2: One trick is to tell them stories <laughs> that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville? A little rambling. I needed a new heel for my shoe. Might need a break. So, I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. Get to his answer at some point. I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Now, to take the ferry cost a nickel. And in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. They did. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh yeah. Crazy the important Judge Ellis. thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. That's right. They didn't have white onions because of the war. The only thing you could get uh, was those big just, yellow ones. It just keeps
0: going and going and going. And I love that. I love you. Correct me. I laughed out loud, literally, the other day when you posted uh, that uh, description, <laughs> because it was a piece of transcript from uh, the the Manafort trial, uh, yeah. Judge Ellis rambling a bit. And yes, I, I do know this though. I if if I become demented, if I if I go crazy, <laughs> if I lose my mind, that's the kind of crazy I want to be. <laughs> I know. I want to be like Judge Ellis because, I, in many ways, I respect and like him. Yeah. Uh, and he, did he go off like Grandpa there? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. But. He's been an interesting character. I like the way he uh, has gone off on occasion and then come back and apologized for it. Yeah, and said, "And I'm I'm only human." Uh, you know, this isn't necessarily how a trial is supposed to be conducted. No, but but hey it, As a as a long time fan of uh, amusing courtroom dramas, I I don't mind a character up there now and then if the ultimate result is justice.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of crazy old crackpots like (laughs) T.S. Ellis, who, by the way, I always want to say T.S. Elliott. I I know I'm with everybody else on that one, but crazy Judge Uh, (laughs) T.S. Crazy Judge T.S. Ellis. He is 109 years young, uh, T.S. Ellis, and uh, not slowing down. At all, which is great no. for someone that jogs, age.
0: jogs with Ruth Bader Ginsburg every morning. <laughs> That's
1: right. They do they do planks together. Yeah, they they compete to see who can do the longest planks. Uh, you had some issues with uh, Rachel's show last night, and uh, I, I
0: did. I and I won't hold a grudge. And and <laughs> I I can't think of a time until last night where I disagreed with Rachel to the point that I was shouting at her. Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't think she heard me. Right. But uh, a, a couple of things she she was concerned about the coverage of both the Cohen story and uh, mm-hmm. also the the story about uh, White House Counsel Don McGahn and and she spent a good deal of time on McGahn later in the show in, in which she said uh, you know he's being made out to be a hero by the media for for doing what he's done and that he always uh, gets these great descriptions in the press and. Uh, Here's, here's what I've got. I, I didn't come away with the same impression about him uh, as she did and about the treatment of him. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat. And, and I like to, s- to start with the bad stuff. And it, Kavanaugh is not our friend. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, Don McGahn is not our friend. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Right. Don Don McGahn is not our friend as the White House counsel. I, I do believe that he takes his job very seriously. That's true. That he sees himself as a defender of the office and not of the president necessarily, although he does a lot of the president's dirty work. He's mm-hmm. leading the charge to get Kavanaugh nominated. He has uh, been consistently and staunchly conservative all along. He shares Trump's politics. Those things aside, he does take his job very seriously. He considers it a a sacred position, and I believe that attorneys who have uh, those jobs and take those kinds of attitudes uh, adhere to those things. I think that's a real thing, just as I respect the integrity of journalists. I think I think uh, lawyers who have a position of responsibility uh, take their uh, their their public duty very seriously uh-huh, right so I give him give him credit for that, but make no mistake he's a conservative weasel. he ain't on our side <laughs> he's not a He's, he's not a friend. No. That being said, uh, I, I know that he's said things uh, to the Mueller's investigators in this 30 hours that he's talked to them. I know he's said things that uh, have been defensive of the president, but uh, Mueller's people or what we understand that Mueller's people came away having learned some things they did not know. Yeah. Until they had talked to Don McGann, this is a good thing. This means his cooperation, which, by the way, was to cover his own ass, uh, <laughs> Kavanaugh. And I think yeah. I think a lot. I, I, McGann, I'm sorry. I think a lot of what McGann has done over the course of his work has been to protect the president. Uh, but I think he was uh, he knew that uh, McGann knew that the only way he could avoid facing charges of obstruction of justice. Was to cooperate, and so he decided to do so willingly. At, yeah. at, at some point, he was against cooperating at first. Uh, when when uh, Dowd, when John Dowd was Trump's uh, Russia lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, Dowd uh, believed Trump, took Trump at his word when Trump said, "There's no wrongdoing here." Right. And so, with that, Dowd said, "Well, let's just turn everything over to the special counsel." Then, and they did. Yeah. And once they turned all that stuff over, they waived executive privilege. Wow. Yeah. And so, and McGann knew that, mm-hmm. and he was against doing it in the first place. Once it was done, he cooperated. At some point along the way, he felt that uh, Trump was setting him up to take the fall for obstruction of justice. So he got his own lawyer and continued talking to Mueller's investigators. And And he was defensive of the president, but at the same time, uh, told the truth. Yeah. At, at the same time, he told the whole story. At the mm-hmm. same time, he revealed to prosecutors things they did not know. So Rachel's uh, beating of of Don McGahn <laughs> last night, and and her, and her beating of journalists who said anything positive about him, and I think she mischaracterized the press's characterization yeah. of this guy. Uh, she just she seemed off in that regard. She seemed cranky, yeah, and uh, and and so and and it was just unlike her. It's the first time in years that I've had any kind of disagreement with her on that. Mm-hmm. I just really felt that she went off the track there. Is is McGann our hero? No, she's no. right about that but uh and and he's certainly not our friend politically yeah. but i think he's he's done some good here and i think it's okay to acknowledge that
1: well given rate what rachel does on a daily basis which is not unlike what you and i do but she does right. it i think in a much more intense way where it's you know it's all day preparing for an hour-long primetime show that happens to be number one in all of cable oh, yeah. uh so considering all of that i'm surprised that she doesn't appear on the air every night at nine just breathing fire just just screaming (laughs) and and breathing fire you're right right keep the faith bob i know i should but the fact is that you know if mcgann had not used his own job to block trump from firing Mueller, trump Mm. may have fired Mueller a year ago yeah and but here's the thing here's Mm. the ramifications of that that might have triggered the Republicans to start impeachment hearings on Donald Trump, only because that's what they've threatened to do. Now, it's impossible that they had no intention of ever doing that, and they never will. And right. that is, I think, the safe money. But at the same time, they have said that that is a line that Trump should not cross, that if he fires Mueller, that is it. And that is it for him. We're going to proceed forward, and we're going to hold him accountable. And that's for why,
0: yeah, because I think the other thing Don McGahn does is self-preserve yeah, and there's a there's a lot of that going around right now. Mm-hmm. Save yourselves. Yeah, uh, well, there's, there's a lot of that going on right now.
1: Why? Well, all I'm saying is that if McGahn had not stopped Trump from firing Mueller. Donald mm-hmm. Trump might not be president today. I mean, maybe it's, and it's i think McGann.
0: i th- yeah i think McGann thought he was uh, serving his role of protecting the office of the presidency yeah. in
1: doing so yeah and i thought that was uh, a noble not thing to do. Yeah, yeah, i'm not defending yeah. it
0: well, i'm not defending what he did i'm just saying i think that was his his own justification for it
1: right so by the way did you notice uh not using his name directly but donald trump kind of invoking mr liddy Ms- <laughs> Mr. mr oh, gordon liddy oh yeah uh, lanny davis L- uh, L- lanny
0: <laughs> Lanny Lanny Davis is a liberal lawyer, according to uh, G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> right. Uh, and and was kind of a nemesis of, of Liddy's. I I the show was on the same my station. It was I could see Liddy across the glass. Oh, class, so but, could I. But but I but I didn't listen.
1: <laughs> I know. do uh, you know, I,
0: I knew what was going. I mean, I, I turned it up just long enough to hear what was going on over there, and then turned it back down. Well, I would listen. But he, to, he used, I, he used I, to talk about it a lot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And I would listen just just because he would occasionally mention me on his show. So. <laughs> That's why he was just right. like I would want to keep track of what he was saying about me or the Don and Mike show, and and or more specifically you, and that ended Sometimes, up getting yeah. that ended up getting me in trouble. But that, the thing that Trump tweeted though, that was a vague reference to G. Gordon Liddy, was via his mention of John Dean calling John Dean a rat. Which, as we all know, yeah. G. Gordon Liddy made a radio career for himself referring to John Dean as a rat for however long he was a, he had a syndicated radio right. show.
0: Right. So, so it, it seemed as if, and you tweeted this that it seems as if. Uh, uh, Trump had been listening to Liddy, maybe to, to pick to pick that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there were there are actually two Watergate uh, characters here because uh, Michael Cohen's lawyer mm-hmm. is now Lanny Davis. Ah, says who? So. Uh, and and Lanny Davis has an old friend, mm-hmm. John Dean. John Dean, and and as as G Gordon Liddy know, knew very well. I don't know if G Gordon Liddy knows anything now, but as he once knew. <laughs> Uh, Lanny Davis and uh, John Dean were very good, you know, close friends, and so uh, Lanny, Michael Cohen's lawyer, this is a lawyer who has a lawyer who calls up a friend of his who's a lawyer to get lawyer advice. Right, right. Well, and so Lanny Davis calls John Dean mm-hmm. and 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 gets some tips from him on how to help. Michael Cohen and Cohen yeah. obviously can use all the help he can get
1: so so then Trump may have called G. Gordon Liddy to get the opposite of that <laughs> advice and 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 believe it or not this is what G. Gordon Liddy had to say to Donald Trump on the phone the really? other day
2: one <laughs> trick is to tell him stories that don't go anywhere no, wait like no that's I not the fairy over that's <laughs> I needed a new heel
1: okay of that. that's fun 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 to beat that one to yeah. death
2: uh,
1: okay so yeah G Gordon Liddy is 112 years old and uh, probably probably not advising Donald Trump but I, I know that Donald Trump did repeat something that G Gordon Liddy has said all this time yes and, yeah, and the Watergate linkage I think was lost on a lot of people who didn't really realize that it was oh, G Gordon Liddy yeah. who was called who's been calling John Dean a rat since 1974 or whatever it was
0: Evan- the connections are fast and furious here yeah. to uh, the Watergate scandal. Of course, Don McGahn now has the job that John Dean had uh, right. for Nixon uh, as w- uh, Chief White House Counsel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, it's just—it's
1: all—it's all tying together. It's all coming together. <laughs> Things are going to start happening to us now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's talk about uh, getting a good night's sleep, Buzz. And oh, it's so important, Bob. Y- you live right down there in the tropics, and I can't even imagine trying to go to sleep every night in Florida. And trying to steamy. try trying well, to stay cool. At, yeah.
0: At night, you know, I draw I draw the uh, mosquito netting around my bed. <laughs> take take the malaria shot. Exactly, and uh, <laughs> we we had those before we got here, and <laughs> we put the uh, the mosquito netting around the bed, and yeah. then I rest my head on a hollow
1: pillow. Hollow pillows. I love my hollow pillow. You know, I can't count the number of times. I wake up in the morning, or even in the middle of the night, like at 3 a.m., I wake up and my pillow is soaked because it's summertime and it's hot, and even with the air conditioning on... Sometimes you just get too warm because of the the traditional pillows and the traditional bedding is just not cool enough to keep your body comfortable all night long, or you end up spending all these restless nights flipping and reshaping your standard traditional pillow. Now, though, uh, Buzz and I both wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we're generally we're cool, but I mean, we're also physically cool, just like the other side of the pillow, because now we sleep on hollow pillows. In fact, we share the same one and just mail it back. and forth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have our own hollow pillow hollow pillow stays cool while giving my head neck and shoulders perfect support all night long night after night a lot of us have spent good money on good mattresses but still haven't yeah. found the right pillow have we and uh, fiber fills are just so hot and humid they collapse under your weight and they don't give you the full night support you need for good good positioning good sleep and and uh, y- you have to keep replacing them all the time a memory foam pillow gives support oh, the, but the
0: memory foam pillow it's yeah. it's you know it's not it's not of this earth it's some I don't know it's <laughs> It's like Silly Putty.
1: That's right. It's made out of the same stuff that they make Tang with. They they, they give this to the astronauts, which doesn't really help because it sends off all these gases, right? And if you're on the International Space Station, you're dealing with, how did I get off on astronauts? Where did did that come (laughs) from? Uh, It's called Shelbyville back in the day. (laughs) We used to wear onions on our belts. Hollow pillows are filled with natural buckwheat hulls that are eco-friendly. They don't give off gases like those astronaut pillows. And they don't... (laughs) They don't collapse either. The buckwheat's grown uh, and milled by American farmers before the hulls go to hollows pre-shrunken, certified organic, unbleached, cotton twill casing, all right here in the United States. I'm so happy with mine. I'm proud to give it to my personal endorsement and proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Hollow Pillow's available in three sizes, small, standard, and king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with fast, free shipping, but you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. That's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Say hello to a healthy, restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow or just generally cool like me and Buzz. Thank you for supporting this brilliant company and this show at hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C.
2: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska
0: Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Yeah, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, oh yeah, oh my God, everyone's listening to the After Party now. We uh, Cool. We put up a free version of Friday's After Party on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chaz, or just click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at com. Uh it was a huge show we've got this controversy going on between our millennial listeners and our gen x listeners between which year was the best year for movies uh in our lifetimes and so kimberly and i were saying oh it's got to be 1984 and we listed all these movies from 1984 just an unbelievable list of legendary legendary award-winning movies and then uh some millennial listeners said now hold on a second there old people we're talking about 1996. 1996 is when all the great movies happen, and we're like, hmm, okay. So then we went and reviewed the movies of 1996, and sure enough... A lot of good movies in 1996, too. So we were talking about that. Plus, uh, there's a whole controversy between me and Kimberly involving Burt Reynolds and George Papadopoulos. I'm not going to say anything else. (laughs) You have to go (laughs) listen to the free after party uh, from last week on our Patreon page to find out what the hell that's all about. Uh, uh, Plus a lot of resemblance. uh, Yeah. yeah. Plus some politics in there. Talked about Omarosa. Talked about Admiral McRaven. He came up to Brett Kavanaugh. And uh, and so much more. So that's the, uh, the after party on our Patreon page. You want to listen to that every Friday. But first, you have to subscribe for at least $10 a month on our Patreon page. Plus, that gets you uh, two free post-mortem shows every week for that $10. So there you go. Go ahead and do that. And thank you for listening. Um, okay, Buzz, let's talk yes. about, uh, let's talk about my, my personal friend, Michael Cohen says who No, I'm, he's not my personal friend. I don't think he would ever, this guy is as weaselly as they come, but I'm glad to see that potentially any second now. I mean, has he, has it been announced yet? Ha, does, do we have a plea deal in the Michael Cohen case in New York yet?
0: No, just that he's in discussions with them. They're negotiating what that would be like if they had one.
1: Yeah, so this the the process of Michael Cohen pleading guilty, would this also be a cooperation deal? That's what I'm unclear about. Oh, Do these things go you, hand in think, hand?
0: Well, yeah, right, exactly. And that's why it's I mean, that's that's part of the definition of a plea deal. It's that is the definition of a plea deal is is uh Uh, cooperating with prosecutors uh, in such a way Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, it will result in a lighter sentence or, in some cases, no sentence for you. Uh, He's not going to get—certainly Cohen's not going to get lucky enough to get no sentence, Mm -hmm. but uh, he can get a much lighter one. And he has expressed an interest— in uh, cooperating with prosecutors. Uh, uh, Tom Arnold (laughs) (laughs) teamed up with him and and, uh, pledged that uh, they were going to cooperate with with the prosecutors. Uh, I think he he really will. I think he needs, he's got a couple of daughters, young daughters and a wife, and I think he wants to get home to his family and and stay with his family. I don't think he wants to go away to prison. So he's going to tell the prosecutors everything he knows uh, in the hopes that that will spare him as much prison time as possible, yeah. uh, and and that's why he's come forth to negotiate with those prosecutors mm-hmm. uh, on on a on a plea uh, a, agreement on a plea deal. Right, uh, it, but it, it, this is and this is I think uh, in some ways Trump's worst nightmare. Trump has said he didn't think Cohen would flip. And and here we are. Uh, there's one uh, – Rachel did have something interesting last night. The special master in the Manafort case who had to decide – or in the Cohen case who had to decide uh, what from the FBI raid was admissible uh, what, what could be, uh, and what could be considered attorney-client privilege. Mm-hmm. There was one thing she couldn't get into, and that was Cohen's BlackBerry because it was oh, yeah. encoded. Well, uh, one of the things I would expect uh, Cohen to offer – in his uh, chat with the special counsel negotiators, is uh, let's talk about how badly you want that that password.
1: <laughs> That's such a great yeah. thought. I was just thinking that, too. Right, that right. As soon as you mentioned the, uh, the BlackBerry, I was going, right. you know what, what if he's withholding that password to really secure... Uh, the best plea deal he can get, like he's tantalized, sure. like dangling yeah. this over the heads of the prosecutors, and going, "Hey, look, you want this thing? You want to get into this thing? There's a lot of juicy stuff on this thing, but I'm not going to give you the password unless we can work out a, uh, and, a beneficial and, plea deal for me." And,
0: and, and Rachel, bless her heart, because mm-hmm. her batting average is a thousand, but but last night was just that rare, <laughs> never before seen occasion where she just went off the rails a little bit, and she was saying, you know, "Well, where's the deal? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we keep hearing he's going to plead." but where's the deal where's the how's he hasn't shown any you know we don't have the password and uh, you know she was convinced this wasn't going anywhere (laughs) and 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 i just i was saying, rachel he's he's holding that stuff back to try to get a better deal yeah uh and and it's not that he 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 would never say to the prosecutors or his lawyer would never say to the prosecutors how badly do you want that password that's a very poor way to word it (laughs) yeah uh you know you could say I got the password for you. <laughs> uh, it's just a much much nicer way of, of saying uh, that. What, what do you have? What do you maybe have mm-hmm. for me on that? And so that's that's the process that has now officially begun. And uh, you know, we we wish everybody luck with that. Yes, it, we it do. Could be very could be very helpful in the case against the president.
1: Well, we do know that uh, maybe by tomorrow we should have the results of that negotiation, but it could be today. I mean, they well, were showing or pictures. Could it,
0: it could be longer, actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Because they, they did set up uh, barricades outside the federal courthouse <laughs> on Moss Street in, in New York City. So, And by the way, that that courthouse is right near the five points. If you've ever seen the movie Gangs of New York, you know where the five points are and what the history of that is. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, so, But yeah, nevertheless, they do have barricades outside the courthouse set up, which could mean something. It may mean nothing. This may be something they usually do, but I've been seeing some reporters uh, weighing in with photos of those barricades so it could mean something big we don't know but hopefully it won't happen right after the show is done hopefully yeah they'll be considerate to us buzz and know that we have a show to do and that's if, right and if we're going to do the show we better have their information before we're finished with the show so get on this <laughs> well or just
0: Southern before District we do a show like i, I was worried before <laughs> today's show that we still didn't have a, a manafort verdict and i thought oh man wouldn't it be great if we got a manafort verdict just before we did the show and then yeah. You could really, really run with that. And we didn't get that. And But what we did get was just before the show, we found out that, that Cohen was flipping. You know, okay. that, it's, that, that process has begun.
1: Okay, we do have news. We do have news on Michael Cohen. Uh, apparently, according to ABC7 Eyewitness News, this is on Twitter and uh, retweeted here by Jen Kirkman, says here, Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal attorney, reaches a plea deal. <laughs> So we do, we do have a plea deal in the works for Michael. I, I went Brian Williams there for a second. We do have a plea deal in the Michael Cohen case. Insert funny zinger here. So wow. That's great. That, that was great much news.
0: faster. Sometimes these negotiations can go on for weeks. So I'm, not, I'm surprised this only seemed to take about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to, to see, find out what we can about what deal they've struck. Maybe we'll learn the details and maybe we won't.
1: Yeah. I'm imagining a situation where they're in a room sitting across from a big long conference table and prosecutors hand over a piece of paper that has written the number of years he were, or the number of months, as the case may be, that he would end up serving in a plea deal, and then Cohen, at the same time, slides across the table the BlackBerry with the password. I think right. that is maybe the, the extent well, of the negotiation. That, that's yeah, what I like to think in my the, head. The, the, the prosecutors have the, uh, actually, it probably went
0: the other way. The prosecutors have the phone. Oh, that's uh, right, they, yeah. they, they likely slid the phone across the table to Cohen, indicating he might want to put in that password. Put, it, put in the password. <laughs> and of true. course, it's
1: probably just the word password that's probably yeah they just they didn't think about the simplest explanation did, for the did they try stormy s-t-o-r-m-y did they try right 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 well okay we're gonna dig into uh trump and uh, trump did i just call him trumpins that that's my uh, pet name that's what i say <laughs> when, when trump and i are having pillow talk i call him trump hey trumpins <laughs>
0: It's the hot new uh, toy stuffed animal that yeah, all the kids want this <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Right. The Trumpins. They're Trumpins.
1: Right. It's orange and it smells like cheese. Uh, uh, just don't, don't let them get wet. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about Trumpins <laughs> and turning uh, the uh, security clearance thing into a game show. He's actually starting to do this. We're going to talk oh, yeah. talk about that right after these words.
0: This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by
1: BubbleGenius.com. That's right, yes it is.
2: Do I stress you out?
3: All
1: I want is some justice. That's what I want.
3: Inside out and you say hi.
1: All right, Buzz, Trump's turning the security clearance thing into a game show. He's turning it into a goddamn game show, and he started this morning with Phil Mudd. Uh, uh, elect
0: a game show host, expect a game show.
1: There you go. I mean, I swear to God, any second now, he's going to text out, text REVOKED to 999, <laughs> and you can vote on whether or not Phil Mudd should have his security clearance revoked. Or, in the case of Trump, it would be 999-999-999. Um, but, of course, Trump has his own version, which is this.
2: 999!
1: Which is really creepy that that Trump yeah. and, and Hitler have this in common. 999! Right <laughs> can you guess which is Trump and which one is Hitler? I There's a game can. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, text Trump or Hitler to 999! <laughs> Right, um so he's uh, of course, we know that Trump has already revoked the security clearance from John Brennan he's threatening to do a bunch of other names on his enemy list as well uh, yeah. uh, we we thought it was going to be Bruce Orr next, who, as we know, those of us who live here on Earth One know that Bruce Orr, a Department of Justice uh, official uh, mm-hmm. whose wife happens to have worked for fusion GPS, but Bruce Orr never has worked on the Russia investigation. <laughs> right. And yet because Trump is making all of this up as he goes, yanking it out of his disgusting bloated ass, that he thinks that or he wants his people to think that Bruce Orr is corrupt and he's meddling in the Russia investigation, even though Rod Rosenstein has the, told us this that he is, is not. Right?
0: This is how weak Trump's case and the Republican defense of the president are. This is how mm-hmm. weak they are. Trump once talked about uh, stripping Bruce Orr of his security clearance, and he ordered, uh, insisted, I don't think it was a direct order. He insisted that Attorney General Jeff Sessions fire Bruce Orr in addition to that, or at the same time, or all at once, or just do all those things. Rough, rough. And so, (laughs) uh, you know, that's, that's it. And he says his reason for this is because Bruce's wife used to work at the company. That hired the guy that wrote the steel dossier, even though Bruce Orr's wife never worked in connection with that project in right. any capacity. Right. That's how much of a re- – a guy's wife – not that he wants a guy out because the guy's wife used to work at a place – that hired another guy to
1: do a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly, we're supposed to assume that the twelve degrees of Bruce Orr <laughs> right. leads to some sort of guilt. But so
0: clearly, Bruce Orr has to go. Bruce Orr <laughs> has to go.
1: That's it. Right. Just do text, uh, text REVOKE to 999, and you can also vote on whether now, or not Bruce Orr should go or stay.
0: I, I seem to hear you indicating that maybe his he, job is safe or that his uh, security clearance is safe. Oh, no. I thought maybe you were headed in that direction. No. But yeah, no. He's, he's the only uh, currently serving national security official whose uh, clearance is threatened by Trump at this
1: point. Right. No, it's uh, Philip Mudd, this guy named Philip Mudd. (laughs) He's a former intelligence official. Uh, Well, I'm just going to read Trump's tweet here. Uh, This is from yesterday or last night while Trump was uh, screaming at uh, his television while watching Hannity. Trump said, just watch former intelligence official Philip Mudd. And of course, Trump misspelled Philip uh, (laughs) become totally unglued and weird. He became. This is Trump describing Philip Mudd as becoming totally unglued and weird. (laughs) While debate kettle, (laughs) right? Yeah, you know, I tweeted that last night. Above all the other things, Buzz. You know, Trump is just a colossal weirdo. He is just the weirdest <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, my show. God. S- such a weird, weird guy with <laughs> weird habits and weird uh-huh. ticks and uh-huh. weird things that he does that I will never understand, but which I am constantly fascinated by and not in a I've- good way. I've seen that in megalomaniacs before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just bizarre (laughs) habits and weird Uh, eccentricities and things. Yeah, But he says here, let let me start this tweet all over again, because I'm getting really sidetracked here with myself. Uh, Just watch former (laughs) intelligence official Philip Mudd become totally englued and weird while debating wonderful Paris Denard or Paris Denard over Brennan's security clearance. Denard destroyed him. This is the president talking, by the way. I just want to remind right. you that this is the goddamn president. Like, like he's describing a pro wrestling match. <laughs> exactly. Dennard destroyed him, mm-hmm. but Mud is in no mental condition to have a clearance. Should be revoked, question mark. And that, of course, leads us to what I was saying about a game show. He's asking his people. Whether or not he's asking his supporters, his disciples, his fanboys, whether he should be revoking certain security clearances. Is this really I mean, we've all seen the videos of the Red Hats at their rallies. Is this really something that you want in the hands of those people? (laughs) Do you really? um, No, 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 no. I don't even want it in the hands of Donald Trump, of course. But now he's leaving it up to people who are even less informed (laughs) and more susceptible to propaganda to decide now. Is he going around Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster too well, and polling I, people there?
0: I, I wish I had in front of me. Uh, there was a great uh, sort of semi-fiction article in the New Yorker uh, mm-hmm. about a month ago uh, called uh, Little St. Don. <laughs> And it was a series of stories. I believe the the author described them as readings from the book of Saint Don, and uh, they were parables. And uh, one of the parables uh, talked about him asking the crowd. He said, "A woman." They said the, the story was, I, "I can't do this justice. I, I wish I had it in front of me. It's very brief." Yes. But a woman uh, accused of adultery was brought before him, and and and. Uh, he, he he should should she be stoned was was the question <laughs> right. and and so Trump evaluated uh, he asked people uh, should we stone her mm-hmm. and he he seemed to sense that they wanted her to be stoned, so he said, well, you know I'm hearing from a lot of people. That she should be stoned? Uh, should she be stoned? Well, I, you know, it's not for me to say. But you know, it's I, and these are the, this is how he functions. This is how okay. he operates. So that's that same principle is is applied here.
1: Here's the thing with him: Donald Trump has no conscience. Donald Trump has no sense of ethics no, or morality. No. And the only thing preventing Donald Trump from doing a lot of these horrible things is whatever blowback it would have against Donald Trump. If Donald Trump, for a second, thinks that revoking security clearance x or y or f- firing x or y official would be bad for donald trump if donald trump perceives that as a problem for himself uh-huh. he, he won't do it but if he right. sees that he can get away with it he'll do he's capable of right. anything
0: right and that is uh, a psychologist describe that i'm no expert but i know that they describe that sort of behavior as sociopathic he's yes. a sociopath yep. it doesn't matter to him what the rules are. Nope. He, he, he has has no guilt, uh, and this is a, a typical behavior. And right. I've Again, I've you know it, this is a real thing. I've I witnessed it, so yeah. I, I know that it's a real thing. Uh, he, he's a, a sociopath.
1: Yep, he absolutely is. And this gives us more of an indication of that buzz, which is that it's clear to me that part of this. Uh, security clearance business is about protecting Donald Trump from prosecution. This is about obstructing justice, intimidating potential witnesses or intimidating people who have already been witnesses or intimidating people who are being mean to him in the context of the Russia investigation. And that includes John Brennan. But here we see Donald Trump this morning at (laughs) 655 this morning. Right. Uh, Even James Clapper has admonished John Brennan for having gone totally off the rails. That is not entirely true but okay no. yeah. uh, he says here maybe Clapper is being nice to me so he doesn't lose his security clearance oh, for lying dude. to Congress exclamation mark so he may be I, saying don't be mean to me or else I'm going to take your clearance away that seems yeah. to be the uh, I got, message I got,
0: a little, I got a little sad at Clapper uh, this week when, when he said what he said about Brennan he may be uh, right he, he, he didn't say that Brennan had gone off the rails he said John speaks his mind yeah. Uh, and 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 I sensed from Clapper a concern that he didn't want Brennan to go too far so as not to make the rest of them look bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, you know, not not to. But but Clapper has been every bit the critic of Trump that yeah. that Brennan has been. So, uh, no, Clapper is not trying to preserve his uh, security clearance. It would be a, a loss to the country if that happened. But, uh, you know, that's not what Clapper was doing.
1: But, of course, it's Donald Trump's prerogative to jump to whether or not people are being nice to him or mean to right. him. Oh, this is that's, like his yeah, whole that's the go-to. Right. Such a POV from this fucking right. batshit crazy person. Right.
0: What will my base think? What does my base want me to think? Yeah, exactly a, right. What, what are the rest of the bullies in my gang? want me to think
1: which is why i'm kind of surprised that he backed away from revoking obama's intelligence briefings as i was saying it seemed to me as if this is something that donald trump would do if for no other reason but to jazz his uh, his people. Uh, by the way, this is New Yorker magazine, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. this is new. This is Adam Entuos. By the way, you can use the promo code B O B C if you want. To uh, I'm serious.
0: There's great stuff in there. I yeah. maybe sometime like on the on the post mortem show or something. I can read this thing. It's about a minute and a half long, and it's it's highly entertaining and very yeah. illustrative of what is like and, and another uh, you know value that the, that magazine has brought to me. But yeah, uh, it's it, it you know this just. We're, we're painted into a corner by, by what's happening here uh, and, and uh, Trump continuing to, to say these lies. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all we can do is know the truth
1: and, and vote. And uh, we're getting closer and closer. By the way, Nate Silver's uh, house projections are posted now. He started that process. And, you know, when I'm looking at these polls, normally, Buzz, before 2016, uh-huh. I had a lot of faith in, uh, in Nate Silver's predictive abilities and the algorithms that he uses and the math. It all seems really reliable, or it seemed yeah. really reliable. And scientific. But now I get the sense that it's a little more iffy, given what we know about Russia. And I feel like... Well, it's it's okay to look at this stuff as kind of a general sense of where things are if circumstances were normal. But I feel like circumstances are no longer normal, and so therefore, looking at these polls as some sort of hard and fast uh, snapshot of where we are is is kind of pointless. I mean, I don't know if well, you're getting the same no, sense. I think,
0: I think it is a snapshot. Sometimes a blurry snapshot, but sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 better to have some kind of picture. I. I try not to look at the the, the finest details of it uh, in, in terms of getting a sense of what a given poll may or may not have to say. Mm-hmm. If a poll is very close, to me, it doesn't say anything. Yeah, uh, I, I have to see a, a reasonable margin, a, a comfortable margin in there to come to the conclusion, okay, this is what America thinks. Or this is where America is heading. But they are very scientifically done. Uh, they were – more accurate than they get credit for in yep. the 2016 election, they were very accurate on the popular vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it, the electoral college was the thing, and, mm-hmm. and it, I think we've learned that a lot of that was monkeying by the Russians that that made that happen. That's true. Um, you know, so I, I still I still trust the reliability of those things. I don't think uh, the Russians have. Uh, affected the polls in any way other than through their propaganda efforts. But I don't think they've done anything to manipulate the numbers.
1: Yeah, you know, but I think I've seen now I'm just trying to do the uh, total calculation in my head in terms of the number of elections that I've personally witnessed and personally covered right. that uh, the polls were wildly off in terms of the actual result of the election. And well, the ones that I, I go I back to are uh, going backwards in time. 2016. 2004 and 2000, where the outcome turned out to be significantly different than what we actually saw in the polls leading up to uh, election day. And so I feel a little bit burned by the polls. So therefore, I'm a little bit skeptical today. But I mean, that may all that may all be erased this coming up year because we're talking about different circumstances. We do have a sense that maybe some of the people inside the intelligence community are doing the job that they have to do during doing the patriotic work to stop yeah. Russia from doing this, as well as you know, social media is slow, but they seem to be moving in that direction mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. to block the Russians as best they can and uh, without ruining their own business models in the process. Yeah, uh, it sounds
0: like Microsoft did a good thing uh, <clears> here this past. Last week, by, oh yeah, uh, rooting out some uh, fake Russian websites, some Russian websites that were faked to look like conservative websites yep. and even uh, United States Senate uh, websites. In in some cases,
1: oh yeah, yeah, where the Russians were targeting these anti-Trump Republican groups, uh, and it's just scary as hell that this is this continues to go on. And I'm wondering if this is. The extent of the hacking, or if this is just the tip of the iceberg. And again, th- the only thing we can do is assume the worst and hope for the best, I think, along those lines. I think right? it's
0: one side of the iceberg. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, I think there are a number of efforts underway. This is one that got quashed. And I think the Russian philosophy on this has been uh, try a bunch of stuff and see uh, that Russians know that a lot of what they try isn't going to work and they're not dissuaded by that, uh, even high odds, uh, they will uh, make uh, efforts on multiple fronts, right. knowing that some of them are going to fail.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I, I want to bring this up to you, Buzz, and see what you think as far as uh, where should how we should be projecting Trump's next move with regard to the Mueller, <laughs> the Mueller investigation. Because he said in an interview with uh, Reuters yesterday, I believe it yes, was, yeah. that uh, he will not be involved in the Mueller probe, but he is totally allowed to be if he wants to. He said here, I've decided to Stay out of the Mueller investigation. Now I don't have to stay out, as you know. Uh, I right. can go in and I could do whatever. I could run it if I want. Donald right. Trump. That's, said. that's his.
0: That's his way of saying, "Don't make me turn this car around."
1: Yeah, but I mean, is this a way that he can escape? uh ramifications by the congressional republicans if he leaves the investigation intact but decides that he's going to start running it from the oval office from now on
0: well i you know i don't think he's i don't think he's going to do that i i yeah but there's no way i of don't knowing. know i what, don't know the, the fact that he said it that yeah. is the most telling thing and right. and i think this is the takeaway for trump right now he's a man on the edge yeah He's, uh, how did I see him described uh, in one article today as uh, a Civil War soldier shivering in the cold?
1: <laughs> right. No offense to Civil War soldiers. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he is very, very close to self destructing. And we've been seeing this slow burn toward that, toward mm-hmm. the point where he is going to start taking extraordinary measures to right. preserve his own safety and, and liberty and all the rest of it.
0: You've said all along I think from the time that he got elected that oh my gosh you know this guy could go nuts and do yeah. a number of things and and uh, you're watching him go nuts right yep. now. You're yep. watching him desperately grasping at straws including uh floating that thing about I could I could take over the investigation <laughs> if I wanted to but <laughs> back when it was called Shelbyville uh, you know,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I I don't I don't think he's really going to do that. I don't I don't know that he can. I, I think that in desperation he might try. Mm-hmm. There's just no predicting yeah. what a desperate man will do.
1: I think it's an option. And I think if he's boxed in enough, it's an option that he may seriously explore rather than he's just certainly, floating it here.
0: He's clearly rolling it around. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's seeing how it plays. Should I stone her? Trump got the sense that the crowd <laughs> wanted her to be stoned. I, I, You know, that's just how he rolls.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that said, he is uh, this whole business with security clearances, I think this is another step in the uh, well, the march toward dictatorship, the march toward autocracy here. I think he. Yeah. we also learned last week, Buzz, that he threatened or at least tried to get Jeff Sessions to arrest Omarosa to block the publication. I don't know how it would block the publication right, of the book, right. but it seemed to me as if he wanted to silence her by having her arrested, which is, to me, that's the next step after security clearances, when he starts arresting people who he imagines, and I do underscore the word Mm -hmm. imagines to be part of the deep state coup, where he starts arresting people like Peter Strzok or Lisa Page or some of these other people who he's uh, threatening with security clearance revocation. And you know what, he can go beyond that. He can start arresting CIA agents, he can start arresting members of the uh, Mueller prosecutors on the Mueller investigation if he wanted to. I mean, these are all possible. Possibilities, whether or not they're strong possibilities, that's another question. But yeah, these are I, these are things, these are actions Donald Donald Trump could absolutely take to protect himself from accountability.
0: I, I won't deny the strong scent of autocracy in the air yeah. here. But I, there's another way to see this also, and that is that these are the acts of a desperate man. It was agreed upon. Between Trump and Sarah Sanders and the dude who's now the communications director mm-hmm. at the White House, they, <laughs> right. they, had, they had a conversation in which they decided that the other names on this list of people to lose their security clearances, mm-hmm. uh, th- those people uh, would be selected in name and number. Uh, their clearances stripped, uh, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three at a time, maybe grouped a group to certain way, uh, it, and that they would be held back as this one was, as the one with Brennan was, held back until a negative news cycle, till you needed to break a negative yeah. news cycle, and then... Strip another security clearance. Mm -hmm. That is the White House strategy right now. Can it be any more desperate than that, that you have collected a list of enemies that you are going to, as an autocrat, pick off, Mm -hmm. but to not do it now, Mm -hmm. but to do them one at a time or two at a time uh, as needed to distract the public from whatever your latest scandal is. Right,
1: right. And I think that's the course of action that John Brennan is looking to stop, which is not to say, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to court now, I'm going to try to get my security clearance reinstated. He's not trying to do that. What he's going to do is he's trying to get a, a federal court order to stop Trump from revoking security clearances based on frivolous or criminal intent. I think that is the defining line here, because Donald Trump can revoke these security clearances. He just can't do it for sinister intent and so i think it's going to be up to a judge to determine whether or not these names on his enemies list are in fact uh sinister intent by donald trump to uh to actually either protect himself or to obstruct justice or to exact some sort of frivolous revenge against people for being mean to him on twitter one of these reasons is uh is going to get stopped by uh, a judge i hope Text through, uh, 999. 999. 999. That's exactly text right. Text that if
0: you believe. 999.
1: 999 if you believe
0: Trump and 99999 if you believe Hitler. That's right.
2: 99999.
0: Right. Okay. Oh, you know I what? left one or two off.
1: Yeah, there's a few more there. But, yeah. you know, I want to wrap up with some good news here. And oh, this is, good. is this is a positive news, I think. Christopher Steele won his libel case uh, brought by three Russian oligarchs mentioned yes. in the dossier. So this is great news for... Well, for
0: yeah. yeah. On top of the Cohen news, the, the Cohen has flipped. So yeah, we get a couple of pieces of good news today.
1: Yeah, there you yeah. go. Right, We'll applaud that. All right, we have to applaud it when it happens because it happens so seldom. But the that's ju- right. <laughs> the judge in that case threw throughout uh, the uh, the complaint by these three Russian oligarchs with extreme prejudice, I might add, which means meaning
0: that, it can't be brought up again, right?
1: Exactly. Right. You're screwed if you want to go someplace else and try to make a big stink about that. So you know, See, to another judge. We- We can win stuff, too. That's right. It's not so impossible. It's not so, and I hate to use this word, it's not so rigged (laughs) as we might think it is at this point. You know, I was just going to say, all it takes is one election to restore our confidence in that, and I hope that election is this coming up midterm. It only
0: takes one election to save our democracy, and this is it.
1: This has got, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. No doubt about that. All right, so... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the uh, post-mortem show coming up after this song, This music stops playing, and we're going to continue talking about all kinds of fun stuff, including, let's see, oh, I want to talk about uh, a little bit of a polegasm. We're going to talk about... Uh Trump and his little Don Quixote move with regard to uh, windmills and birds.
2: <laughs> so, we'll get
1: into that. Yeah. Uh, plus, oh, this is going to be great. I want to talk a bit about this right off the bat. So, don't let me forget. But uh-huh. someone put together uh, this morning's Trump tweets and matched them up with all of the Fox News reporting that was going on. So, oh, yeah. we have almost a beat by beat sense of where Donald Trump got all of his material for his tweets this morning. So, this is going to be fun. Thanks to he, M- he, Matt Gertz
0: he, 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 for doing this. He, he's their play-by-play play, man
1: that's it there you go okay so make sure to go support the show at our patreon page uh, click the all caps patreon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com and make sure to listen to buzz burbank news and comment every damn thursday at buzzburbank.com also on stitcher and itunes and soundcloud and all the rest of it Spotify. and, uh, and then follow buzz on uh on facebook and you can get all the updates there too yep. and uh, all also at realmnetwork.com All right, that's the show. We'll see you on Thursday, or see you on Wednesday, or maybe not, at least Thursday. We'll do that. Bye-bye.